Hi, you're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a life and success coach who specializes in helping working professionals and entrepreneurs overcome imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are, and that someone is going to find you out, you've come to the right place. I use social and cognitive psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, and somatic healing to take my clients from imposter to empowered so they can go after the success that they want and feel worthy of it too. Let's dig in. Hello, hello, my lovely listeners. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. It's been a hot minute since I have given you guys an update or talk to you. It's been a hot minute for me because I think I was recording the January episodes pretty early on in December. So now we are about halfway through January as I'm recording this and I did not end up going to Mexico. (laughs) And it's so funny because as I was recording the last couple of episodes um, for January, I remember saying in the episodes and my VA didn't take them out because I didn't know until the very end of December. I remember saying that like, oh yeah, like I'm going to be in Mexico and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And... As I was saying it, it was when Omicron was really starting to become a problem and I remember recording it being like, there's a possibility we might not be going. And I literally had to cancel it near Christmas time. It was maybe like December 27th or 28th and we had to cancel our trip and I was pretty sad about it. Um, I still am, but I also am really trusting in that there is cosmic timing And I believe if I'm not going to Mexico, there has to be a reason why. And that's totally fine. And we are still going to end up going. And I think that I'm also speaking from a place of being able to even go on vacation um, and being lucky to be able to go on vacation. So I can't wait when we're going to be able to, which looks like it's going to be November, the end of November of this year, which is fine because it'll still be winter. It's all good. It's all good. We're still going to be able to go. But if you were listening to those past episodes in January and you heard me very excitedly talk about going to Mexico and I was in fact not there, (laughs) you were probably like, wait, Jill looks like she's still on her couch. So what the fuck? (laughs) Anyways... A little bit of an update. You already heard me talk about this back in January, but I am taking on one-to-one clients and this is for the coach who wants to overcome imposter syndrome, reduce their self-sabotaging, I'm not good enough spin outs by 50% or more so they can show up and be the best version of themselves. And this is really a safe container, a safe space for you to grow in your own way, grow your business, really heal some of those parts of you that still feel unworthy of having the business and the life that you want um, and having somebody with you every step of the way. Um, I love, love, love my one-to-one clients. I'm having so much fun getting on sales calls and talking to people um, and connecting with them. I'm so glad that I'm like devoting this time right now to just spending time with my one-to-one clients um, and then really working hard on the Worthy Woman method curriculum so we can launch and have a big ass launch and a big exciting year leading up to the launch and just bringing back the worthy woman method probably in q4 and with 
so much new content and so much good stuff. And that is my lifetime group container, if you were wondering, the Worthy Woman Method. Um, but currently the only way you can work with me is in one-to-one. So if you're not already in the Worthy Woman Method, which I know a lot of my clients who are in there listen to this. So hello, I love you. But if you are not in the Worthy Woman Method, then you are going to want to get into one-to-one coaching with me because it will completely change your life. And I also want to say too, I think that sometimes one-to-one coaching gets a bad rap in in the coaching space but one-to-one coaching is epic like having that time with a coach where all the attention is on you and you get all of the support and you can bring them anything you know sometimes when it comes to groups like even me especially who has really struggled with imposter syndrome um sometimes when I get into a group and I don't know everybody it's hard for me to show up and say what I'm really thinking because I have such a strong tie to shame and that has gotten so much better but it definitely only gets better when I get to know the people so the great thing is about the mastermind that I'm in with DL Sharon is like DL and I have known each other for so long and she's been my coach for so long um even when she wasn't my coach I still felt like she was my coach and I know her so well so I am able to be really upfront and honest with her and it took me still a little bit of time to get used to speaking up during our group calls because you know it's 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 revealing it can be uncomfortable um but you grow so much in coaching containers and I really think that everybody should have an experience with a one-to-one coach at some time in their life and I'm going to tie this into to this episode because I think it also has something to do with integrity as well. Um, I truly believe that being coached has led me to be the best coach that I can possibly be. And there are lots of instances where you can work a job that you don't necessarily need to have help with yourself. But when we're looking at helping professions like therapists and coaches and leaders, it's really important to be mentored because then you can work through your own shit and you can look at your own shit so you can become a better leader um and I know that there are some people in the online space who have some spicy opinions about that in terms of being like people that tell you you need a coach to become a coach like they're stupid or whatever and I don't see it that way. I think it's about being in integrity with yourself. How can you expect to coach somebody through their shit when you are refusing to look at yours? I just, I don't see the correlation, especially as a life coach, as a mindset coach. And let's be real, even if you're a business coach and you do pure strategy, you're going to end up with clients that need more than just, hey, do this and do that. I have a lot of experience with clients that come to me after working with just purely a strategic coach or somebody who just told them what to do or gave them the strategies and they're always a fucking mess because they they didn't have the confidence or they didn't feel worthy or their sales started to dip and they experienced a lot of shame and it spiraled them down and I truly believe that these tools that I teach and these strategies and processes that I help my clients with in terms of worthiness and breaking through imposter syndrome are skills that you will carry on for the rest of your career. So all this to say, I am taking on one-to-one clients currently until I am booked out. You can go to the link in my show notes and book a sales call with me and see if we are a good fit, okay? And 
yeah, the integrity piece, being in integrity with your job, no matter what kind of position you're in, if you are a leader, if you are helping other people, um, and if you're a coach, are you also doing the work behind the scenes on your own brain, on your own mindset, so you can be the best coach that you can possibly be? And let me tell you, it makes you a way better coach when you are able to look at your own shit. So back in 2020, when I was experiencing a lot of clients, I was getting a lot of clients, I was working from home with my full time job. And that gave me a lot of flexibility and freedom with my coaching. I had a couple clients drop in and want to work with me one on one. It was awesome. I started working with them. Um, and a block for me was still breaking through my own feeling of imposter syndrome, especially because everything happened so fast. I had been working really hard from 2018 into 2019 and the end of 2019, I only made about $12,000 from coaching in 2019. And I was still really learning to take on the identity as a coach and like a coach that has something to say and a coach that should be like respected and be seen as an authority, especially because I had taken on the niche of imposter syndrome, but still struggled with imposter syndrome a lot myself, which I still do. I don't think it ever fully goes away. I think you just become more and more accustomed to your worthiness. You become more and more in your power and that helps you break through those times even when you do feel like a fraud. So I was really experiencing a lot of imposter syndrome back in the beginning of 2020 because all of a sudden being able to work from home I had so much time and all of my compounded efforts over 2018 and 2019 were beginning to come to fruition. You know, I had been posting content and showing up for about two and a half years. And I don't want that to discourage anybody, but I want to just remind you that like, I could have given up at any point, but I didn't. I just kept going. And even though it felt like shit, and even though I had to do so much fucking mindset work and like so much coaching and I was investing, even though I was only making three grand a month at my full-time job, And three grand a month is pretty good, but when you're trying to invest in like a coach that is four figures and like you're never used to spending that kind of money, it definitely is a shock to your nervous system. So I was experiencing all of these things. And let me just tell you, DL, when I first started working with DL back in the beginning of 2019, I paid her like $100 a month. (laughs) I started in like January, but the program didn't start until like April and it only was until August and we were on such an extended payment plan because you're just not used to spending that kind of money it becomes very normal only a couple of years later I dropped $20,000 on a one-to-one coach which was a fucking unreal experience but I'm just saying it's a shock all of a sudden becoming an in-demand coach after a couple of years of feeling like nobody fucking cares it's a shock to your system so What was happening for me was I was getting on the calls with a couple of my clients and a couple of them actually had fears around like, okay, if I become X, Y, and Z coach, will I be able to help my clients get a result? And my own struggles with imposter syndrome created a block for me being able to help them. And here's why. Because... And even as I say this too, like there used to be a lot of shame around like I was not the best coach that I could be back then, but I helped them as much as I possibly could and they still got an amazing result. And what I have learned from that, this is my ADHD going off into fucking tangents for you guys. You should be used to it at this point, I think. But um, 
I used to have a lot of shame about admitting that I didn't feel like I was the best coach when I started out but like my clients still got a result and I'm always learning and always doing better and you can't get experience without getting experience you know what I mean so anyways that was a little side note but my own experience with imposter syndrome of feeling like how am I gonna help this client get a result first of all that can really block you from selling it can really block you from selling it can really block you from just doing the thing and you're saying in your mind or you're saying to people yep I really want clients but then when they book the sales call or when you get on the phone with them and you start talking to them you start to like get panicky and anxious because you're like fuck like am I going to be able to help them and that was the experience that I had I was still able to book them and sign them but it was very painful because I had a lot of anxiety a lot of fear a lot of imposter syndrome so I was struggling because I was also working full-time but I also had so much imposter syndrome about being able to help them with imposter syndrome (laughs) so funny so the reason why it created a block for me is because I took on shame instead of getting curious. That was the only difference. Because when you struggle with something and then your client struggles with it as well, what is happening is you are leaning into shame instead of leaning into getting curious because you are afraid that if you were to lean into well how can I help them you're going to come up empty because you haven't figured out how to help yourself and this is a very simple shift that will help you get through that block of telling yourself and thinking to yourself I'm not going to be able to help them get a result And I think this also goes to say for my perfectionist, or if you're neurodivergent, you also think in a very black or white kind of way. And remember that you are not expected to shift their world on its axis. You are not expected to blow their fucking minds with the most groundbreaking, unique thing. Um, Your coaching just has to solve one problem for them. And if I could help clients feel more worthy that is solving a problem for them right so I just want you to remember that no client is coming in with the expectation that you're going to solve all their problems and if they are they need to be coached through that because they are the person that solves their problems right so I just want to say that but really getting curious instead of leaning into shame I talk about shame a lot on the podcast because it is just such an important thing to talk about because whenever we hear should in our minds whenever we tell ourselves you should be doing this you should be doing that it creates shame and I think when it comes to clients we think they come to us and we have to solve their problem and we think we should know how to work through this but I struggle with it so how dare I and the solution there is just to get really curious about their problem and approach it like you would a math problem I'm terrible at math but Approach it as you would a math problem and being like, hmm, what are all the possible solutions to this? Get creative and get excited about helping your client solve the problem. And this takes the mirror off of you. This this stops you from making this all about you and your problems. Your client is coming to you because they believe that you can help them, help them solve the problem, not solve the problem for them. They believe that you can help them solve the problem right so if you just get curious and get excited like DL was telling us the other day on a mastermind call she was saying how like spend some time in your notebook 
working out your client's problems and thinking about them. She always says, and it scares the shit out of us, she always says stuff like, um, I've been thinking about you. And sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing <laughs> because she's like, this is what I think you're doing wrong and this is what I think and blah, blah, blah. But she's thinking about us. And I do the same thing now too, where before I had a lot of shame because I was like internalizing my client's lack of results and making it about why I'm not good enough and that is why doing the worthiness work is so important because you're going to make it all about you if you don't feel good enough it doesn't matter if you sign the client you're not going to feel good enough from signing the client right you are going to sign them and then all the anxiety is going to come rushing back in because your body and your brain doesn't just change based on an external circumstance you're going to have the same thoughts and the same feelings so if you're used to feeling anxious that anxiety is just going to transfer into something else and if you believe oh my god I can't help them I'm not good enough blah 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 you will take every piece of their mistakes or their failures or whatever you'll make it about you you'll internalize it and that takes you away from becoming really curious about their problem and thinking outside of the box instead of thinking holy fuck I can't help this person and getting panicked I've talked about this on my podcast before about like when a client would come to me and they would be spinning out, I would internally freak out because I would be very uncomfortable with holding their emotion and I would be really stressed because I would be telling myself they need to be a perfect fixed whole human or I'm not doing my job or maybe this is the exact reason why they hired me to bring them back to a grounded place to help them spin out way less. And that is actually my superpower. Like my clients always report spinning out way less. If they come to me with something, they're like, I am so impressed with myself that I didn't spin out because of this, you know, and that really is my secret sauce is helping my clients not spin out half as much because the spin outs lead to self-sabotage and then you don't end up doing what's in alignment with your highest self you end up making decisions from the spin out you end up spiraling into I'm not good enough it's never going to work out for me and that therefore affects your thoughts and your actions right and affects everything so if you're feeling like a fraud as a leader as a coach so like you don't even have to be a coach in this instance you can be like a manager or a leader or whatever of a team you may feel like a fraud because you're struggling with something that your client or your co-worker is struggling with and you're trying to help them through that and I want you to just remember that the very fact that you have these thoughts and that you have struggled with the same thing is such an untapped superpower but you have learned to feel shame about those thoughts and feelings a big part of breaking through imposter syndrome that I work through with my clients is shame because shame silences us it it makes us small it makes us believe that we should not talk about these things and that there's something wrong with us because we're experiencing them but when you name the shame when you bring it out into the light it completely disintegrates so you don't think you're good enough and then you have the shame layered on top of not feeling good enough because you're like I shouldn't even be having these thoughts a person who knows what they're doing wouldn't even have these thoughts and it just gets shame layered on shame layered on shame but if you're a coach you are your best market research your thoughts and your feelings and everything that you're experiencing is so good for you to know what the fuck your clients are thinking or what their problems may be and 
I think about this a lot. I think about how before when I didn't feel worthy or good enough or like my concepts weren't good enough, I would be like, well, I can't solve this problem. Like I can't just solve the problem of helping somebody feel better. It's just so layered. But what if I could solve it? What if I could like create a concept or create a process or do a journaling prompt or something? The people that have innovated in this world, even in the coaching world, the people that have created apps or done things solving somebody's problem is because they didn't spiral into shame. They thought about how can I solve somebody's problem in a very unique way, a problem that somebody would say, well, I guess this problem is never going to be solved. You know, like imagine if all these organizations who are helping overcome world hunger were like, you know what, we're never going to overcome this. So just fuck it. You know, like instead, there are people and panels that are working towards this very big global crisis that actually they have the belief that they're going to be able to figure it out someday, you know, and I want you to approach it as well. Like what if you were the person to solve this problem? this one problem. There is magic in your own secret sauce. I actually have a training in the Worthy Woman Method that is specifically about creating your own secret sauce. It also helps to really show your humanity as well. Like I feel like when I didn't admit that I struggled with imposter syndrome as much as I did, my content and how I showed up felt so fake and like disingenuous it didn't last long because I was like I need to overshare and talk about everything that I'm struggling with because that's how I relate to people you know um and when I finally admitted you know I struggle with this I struggle with that like people don't care they actually love it more when you're able to show your humanity um and show that you have the same thoughts and feelings and again you are your best market research the my best posts or my best trainings have come from literal thoughts that I've had or I've had somebody reach out and say I have this literal thought and then when I talk about that content or post that content they're like you're in my head and it's because I like I get you I feel you I think I tell everybody when they comment like you're in my head or this is so true and all this stuff I say like I feel you because I literally do I literally experience that really taking away the shame and being like you are so normal for for feeling this way because I have too and I think that especially high achievers. I work with a lot of high achievers for the most part. Um, A lot of high achievers that are actually end up to be neurodivergent, which is really funny. Um, And they have so much perfectionism. And when you're trying to be perfect, so let's say you're you're really deep in that shame cycle right now of struggling with some of the the things that your ideal client struggles with or that your current clients struggle with and you're like trying to be perfect. Um, You think that you need to show them that you're perfect, but you're subconsciously sending yourself the message that you are not allowed to be human, that you have to be perfect. So you trying to pretend like these things don't affect you or you trying to pretend that like you don't struggle with them at all and you've overcome it and everything's fucking great now um you're subconsciously sending yourself the message that it's not okay that you currently struggle with it and this was a shift that I made in my own marketing where I actually stopped saying things like 
yeah, like I've overcome imposter syndrome and I feel great. Like, and this is where I was and this is where I am. You know, there's a very popular copywriting hack in terms of like the hero journey. And honestly, like we are on this fucking floating rock for a very long time. And I think that there are going to be ups and downs in life. Life is 50-50. You're not always going to be happy, but you're not always going to be sad either. And I don't really believe people when they say like, this is where I was, but this is where I'm at. I love when somebody is like, hey, here's all the external success that I'm having. And here's what's going on on the inside. And they still have all the same fears and all the same shit. Like, it's so funny because when I, again, when I was on the mastermind call with DL's mastermind, she was saying like, she was like, a lot of our calls sound the same as my group program. These coaches who haven't made $50,000 in their business yet, whereas our mastermind is for coaches who have made $50,000 or more and getting you to $250,000. And she was like, all your calls sound the same. And the same thing goes for when I coach the worthy woman every Wednesday, that group, everything's the same. All your thoughts and feelings are still the same. You're just playing with bigger numbers and you're playing at different levels and you're breaking through different levels. And that's why I feel like imposter syndrome is something that you're constantly breaking through, but because you're breaking through each level, you're not overcoming it forever. You're breaking through each level. And I'm trying really hard to on purpose say, breaking through so if you hear me say overcoming it's just because I'm so fucking used to saying it but breaking through imposter syndrome is something that I'm trying to position it as now because that's exactly what it is it's just breaking through imposter syndrome at each level and owning your worthiness more and more and more there is never going to be a time where you're going to feel like the most perfect worthy person and it's like any other process you look at your shit you work through your shit you step into your highest self and you do the damn thing and then you start all over again (laughs) and you know it gets easier after you go to therapy or when you are working with a coach and you're working through a lot of those like past experiences and it just becomes a point where like you've worked through a lot of deep stuff and now you're just hitting things that come up like that happens whenever I have a re-sign with a client so if I work with them for about six months and then they re-sign for four months because that's how it is for one-to-one coaching is you do coaching for six months and then you re-sign for four um if you would like to re-sign and what happens is in those four months for the re-sign, it is a lot of things that are coming up now, like coming up in the moment instead of just like, okay, like we're looking at these really heavy experiences. We work through and heal a lot of that stuff in the six-month container, but in the four-month container, um, it's really about like breaking through over and over again to that next level because we've already done all the foundational stuff in the six-month container. So breaking through imposter syndrome, I'm going to really try hard to say that only instead of overcoming because I truly don't believe you overcome imposter syndrome. I truly believe that you are constantly in the process of going from imposter to empowered every day. And sometimes it is every day. Sometimes I get up, actually a lot of times because I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I have ADHD. Obviously I've talked about that, but um for my whole life, I have always woken up depressed. Like I wake up and I'm like, I could go back to bed. Like I don't want to do anything. So that's why I have a rule unless a client is in a completely different time zone and I need to do a call in the morning. I do not do calls in the morning. I work out in the morning or do yoga. 
I do my routine, I have my coffee, I do all that stuff in the morning and then in the afternoon and the evening is when I do, I like calls and stuff because that morning time is for me to reset because I usually am a fucking bitch in the morning. (laughs) It's true. And I also enjoy a good sleep in and sometimes I accidentally sleep in and that's okay because I get a lot of great ideas at night. So sometimes I'm just like in bed. And I get a really good idea when I'm trying to sleep and then I got to roll over and open my notes half and it's a whole thing. So essentially, ooh, this one's a long one, but essentially I think that it is a superpower to be able to identify that you have the same thoughts and feelings that your clients do and to not let it spiral you into shame and to instead help you get curious about if I could solve this problem for my client, how would I do it? But also to be in integrity with yourself. Also to check in and be like, where am I not doing the work? Like, why do I expect to help this person overcome this when I'm not doing the work to overcome it myself? Um, I have a very long history with people pleasing and perfectionism and I usually put everybody in front of myself and when I'm really 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 busy like when I overwork myself my own work goes on the back burner and I've learned to not do that anymore but when I was working full-time or doing my master's and working full-time and then I started my business right after I was done my master's like I just have never taken a break for myself um my own mental health went on the back burner and when I got a whole shit ton of clients in 2020 I would prioritize all my business stuff over my own mental health and it is still a learning process to be like I can take a whole day and do like a whole fucking mindset day for myself and that is going to make me money because I am important I need to put myself first um so just being in integrity with that and also knowing that if I'm having the thought of not feeling good enough I literally just write it down because I'm like I should say this because The person who sees me talking about imposter syndrome and thinks, well, she has imposter syndrome, so who is she to help me? That's not my person. But the person who is looking at my stuff and thinking, oh, well, she's still experiencing imposter syndrome, so like, why should I listen to her? That's not my person. That's not my person whatsoever. And I would never work with somebody who thinks that they have it all figured out and now everything is perfect. I would rather work with a human who I have seen. And that's why I love working with DL because she has like come such a long way she was a social worker and she worked really hard to side hustle with her business and then she was in school debt and a lot of debt and now she like built her own house and has all this savings and has this booming business and like she has worked her way up and again I'm not saying that you need some like tragic um hero story for someone to want to work with you but showing your humanity and we all have a story we all have a story we all have something to share um even if you think well I haven't struggled that much you probably have in some way like I believe that my experience with my stutter and now being undiagnosed ADHD the things that I've experienced as a kid and stuff like that too I think they're all worthy and valid of being talked about and seen as a struggle because like especially with imposter syndrome it's an internal struggle. It is a constant internal conflict between I think I'm good enough and I'm not good enough. It's a constant push and pull between that, having days where you feel like you're on top of the world and then 
days where you feel like shit um, and throw in being neurodivergent, you know, it's difficult and it's an internal battle and internal battles sometimes are the worst because nobody would know it unless you told them and usually the people that I work with harbor a lot of shame and guilt around the way that they are and talking about it is like the hardest thing ever so let yourself be supported if I've kind of called you out in this episode in terms of being like am I in integrity with my work um allow yourself to be supported allow yourself to enter into a container where you can feel safe you can feel like yourself you can give like have all of the attention on you and not in like a weird way in a way of being like you are worthy of of healing and working through your shit and overcoming your limiting beliefs and feeling good enough so you can put your magic into the world and have people care and have people listen um and that starts with your own worthiness work so again I am taking on one-to-one clients for six months you can go to the link in my show notes and book a sales call with me and i'll see you then love you guys bye thanks for listening to the from imposter to empowered podcast head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in my lifetime group coaching program the worthy woman method in the show notes you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter and once you're done with that screenshot this episode and share it on instagram tagging me at your coach jill so we can connect see you next time